Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2316 with a release date of Friday, March 18th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST, a push for shortwave broadcasts to a war zone. COVID cancels a youth ham camp in Germany and Hamvention announces its award winners. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2316 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Shelbyville, Tennessee, here's Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. Our top story this week focuses on the war between Russia and Ukraine and a grassroots push in the United States to keep the people of both countries informed via shortwave radio. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, has that report. Voice of America news programming may soon be beaming from the United States to overseas listeners via shortwave, most particularly Russia and Ukraine through a citizen-based effort known as Shortwaves for Freedom. The U.S. Agency for Global Media, the umbrella under which VOA and Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty operate, is not involved in any of these planned transmissions. Instead, Shortwaves for Freedom is making use of the fact that VOA programming is public domain and easily downloadable from the VOA website for transmission over the air. According to a report on Washington, D.C.-based political news website The Hill, Miami Radio International in Florida has already agreed to transmit the broadcasts. The Hill story said that Shortwaves for Freedom is receiving technical assistance from Gerhard Straub, who retired as Director of Broadcast Technologies at the VOA's parent agency. The general manager of Miami Radio International told The Hill that his radio station is already transmitting the VOA program Flashpoint Ukraine, which is in English. The same news report said there are plans to add programming in Ukrainian and expand the broadcasts. Voice of America was originally part of the United States State Department. In 1947, VOA commenced shortwave transmissions of Russian-language programming into what was then the Soviet Union. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. High above the Earth, a U.S. astronaut who's been active in numerous amateur radio contacts will share the return trip to Earth with two Russian cosmonauts. We hear more from Kent Peterson. KC0DGY. Despite terrestrial tensions dividing the nations, U.S. astronaut Mark Vandehei, KG5GNP, is preparing to return to Earth from the International Space Station this month with two cosmonauts on board a Russian Soyuz spacecraft. The scheduled landing in Kazakhstan on March 30th is being planned in cooperation with the Russian space agency Rokosmos. According to several news reports, the three crew members' return comes amid fiercely growing tensions between the two countries. Tensions that have reportedly spilled over into the space program, particularly with the head of the Russian space agency, Dmitry Rogozin, being a longtime supporter of Russian President Vladimir Putin. However, despite the fact that SpaceX vehicles are now being used for travel to and from the ISS, NASA confirmed on Monday, March 14th, that plans continue to go forward for the three men to return to the Earth together. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. Citing caution over the continued pandemic, organizers have canceled the annual ham camp 
that was scheduled to be held in Germany for young amateurs this summer. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has that story. The young amateurs who had hoped to attend Ham Camp during Ham Radio Friedrichshafen this coming June will have to wait another year. Although Ham Radio Friedrichshafen, Europe's largest ham radio event, is still taking place on June the 24th through the 26th, organisers have said the logistics of housing more than 100 youngsters and supervisors in close quarters during the same weekend would prove risky under COVID-19 conditions. The IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group wrote on the IARU website that the organisers said their decision was not taken lightly and is based on the need to protect participants of minor age and under supervision. The camp is expected to be held in 2023. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. The Arecibo Observatory, former home of the iconic radio telescope, is opening its doors to visitors once more. As Mike Askins, KE5CXP tells us. The powerful radio telescope at the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico is long gone following a collapse in 2020. But its visitor center and observation deck are back in business. Guests making reservations in advance are able to see what's left of the reflective dish that helped researchers win a Nobel Prize in Physics in 1993. Ricardo Coria, Director of Communications, told United Press International, quote, Arecibo is not closed anymore, end quote. He said that scientific research still continues at the United States National Science Foundation facility using such tools as a 12-meter telescope and a LIDAR scanning to study the atmosphere by bouncing laser beams off particles above our planet. There is also a tribute to the iconic radio telescope itself. An outdoor exhibit features artifacts recovered from the telescope and its platform. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mike Askins, KE5CXP. In one Ohio school, lessons on electronics theory and the electromagnetic spectrum have graduated to a level way beyond theory. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, brings us that story. On Tuesday nights in a high school biology room, members of the Columbiana Clippers Amateur Radio Club, K8LPS, can be found calling QRZ. Not only are they logging contacts, they are gaining a deeper understanding of the lessons about the electromagnetic spectrum taught at the school since 2018 by Columbiana Police Sergeant Wade Boley, N8YMX, one of the school's resource officers. The club rig, which was donated by a local business, puts out 100 watts of power, and the students are putting out immeasurable enthusiasm. Wade told a newspaper that Ham Radio has also provided geography lessons since the students always look up any DX contact they worked for the first time. The other map is provided by Wade, teaching youngsters the geography of electronics, how to read circuits, and interpret schematics. Some students, however, are finding a roadmap for life. Katie Campbell, KE8LQR, told the Morning Journal News newspaper that becoming a ham has helped her with leadership skills, giving presentations, mathematics ability, and communications. She told the newspaper, quote, Amateur radio in general has helped me in every aspect of my life, end quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Congratulations to the winners of this year's awards to be presented at Hamvention. Club of the Year the Highland Amateur Radio Association in Hillsboro, Ohio. Special Achievement, 
Kerry Bank, N6IZW, for his years of work with amateur radio in space. Technical achievement, Adam Farson, VA7OJ, stroke AB4OJ, for his ongoing technical support to HAMS globally. And Amateur of the Year, Jim Simpson, KF8J. Awards will be presented in Xenia, Ohio, the weekend of Hamvention, May 20th through the 22nd. Hams use less visible parts of the natural world, the electromagnetic spectrum and the ionosphere. And now, hams around the world are getting ready to call attention to that same world's more visible and treasured parts, the national parks and protected natural areas in the countries of the Americas. Jim Dameron, N8TMW, has the details. For one week in April, the Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program is urging hams throughout the Americas to participate in its Parks in the Americas Week between April 3rd and April 10th. Operation qualifies hams for recognition in the International Awards Program of the WWFF, and it makes each chosen natural setting a winner, too. Activation with the portable station calls attention to these nature preservation areas, which are listed on the WWFF website. The names of all qualifying natural areas can be obtained by contacting the National WWFF coordinator in each country. Ronaldo PS8RV, the Brazilian national coordinator, wrote on the WWFF website that hams will be permitted to operate on CWSSB, FM, and FT8 and there will also be awards for shortwave listeners. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the W4HPL repeater in Cookville, Tennessee, on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. local time. A lifelong amateur whose achievements with ham radio satellites could be traced to his years as a New York City teenager has become a silent key. Ralph Squalacci, KK6ITB, tells us about him. Ray Seufer, W2RS, is credited with achieving the first ham radio CUSO via satellite ionization trail reflection. It was 1960, and Ray, then K2QBW, and his friend Perry Klein, then K3JTE, made the contact together as high school students who were enthralled by satellites. Ray became a silent key on March 1st. He was living in Arizona at the time of his death. After Perry Klein became founding president of AMSAT, Ray took on a number of posts with the organization, including executive vice president, acting president, and member of the board of directors. Ray's consistent devotion to satellite operation led him, in 1975, to achieve the first reported inter-satellite relay communication, making use of AMSAT Oscar 7 and AMSAT Oscar 6 when the two were in close orbit to one another. Ray was chairman of the annual IARU Satellite Forum between 1995 and 2005, a member of the IARU's Satellite Frequency Coordination Panel, and was secretary and later chairman of the IARU Region 2's VHF-UHF committee. He also wrote frequently on satellite-related topics for the AMSAT Journal, QST, and RADCOM, the magazine of the Radio Society of Great Britain. Ray was 79. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB.
The close-knit community of soda activators is grieving the loss of a well-known friend to many, on and off the summits. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has his story. Jose Antonio Grutsari Warehi was better known as Guru or by his call sign EA2IF. A ham since his teens in native Spain, he embraced participation in Summits on the Air in 2013, combining his love of portable activation with his affinity for hiking. Guru became a silent key on March 11th. His death from cancer was announced by Ignacio EA2BD on the Soto Reflector. Radio and friendship were common threads throughout his life, starting with a friend Esteban EA2BYG, who introduced him to CB radio in 1980 as a teenager. Another friend, Jose Ramon EA2AD, later brought him into the world of amateur radio. Guru became an adept contester and CW operator, and over the years placed in the top three spots for such competitions as the CQ Worldwide DX Contest and the ARRL International DX CW Competition. By 2018, after a few years in the SOTA programme, he was invited to join the SOTA Global Publicity Team. According to Ignacio, at the time of Guru's death, he was 26 points short of one last goal he sought, despite his terminal diagnosis. He wanted to achieve mountain goat status in the Sotra Awards scheme. Paying tribute to his friend, Ignacio wrote on the reflector, quote, In our hearts, after so many activations, 415, you are already in the herd, Guru. 73, my friend, end quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP, and I am proud to have known Guru, Valet Guru, EA2IF. You will be sorely missed by the SOTA community. In the UK, a beacon project that will help in the study of meteors has gained some financial support. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has the details. A partnership between radio astronomers and the amateur radio community has been recognised by the Legacy Committee of the Radio Society of Great Britain, which will be providing funds for a 50 MHz beacon to assist in the study of meteors above the UK. According to the RSGB website, the beacon will operate from the Sherwood Observatory of the Mansfield and Sutton Astronomical Society. It will make use of circular polarisation and will beam up vertically. The announcement noted that because meteors entering the Earth's atmosphere create an ionised trail reflecting transmissions at 50 MHz, that band is extremely useful for the planned range of STEM and citizen science projects. The amount of the Legacy Committee gift was not disclosed. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Amateur Radio Newsline would like to congratulate Alec, VK2APC, of Sydney, Australia, for joining the Wireless Institute of Australia's national news team. Alec is 12 years old, got his license last year, and is the son of Pete, VK2LP. Alec will be reading youth-related news for listeners of the weekly WIA report. Meanwhile, young hams who live in the continental United States have an opportunity to make news of their own as a recipient of the Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. Consider nominating an amateur radio operator 18 years of age or younger with talent, promise, and a commitment to the spirit of ham radio. Find application forms on our website, arnewsline.org, under the YHOTY tab. Nominations close May 31st.
In the world of DX, listen for Don K6ZO on air as D60AB between the 16th and 29th of March from the Comoros Islands, AF007. He will participate in the CQWWWPX SSB contest on March 26th and 27th. Don will also be visiting Mayotte, AF027, and use the call sign FH stroke K6ZO between March 18th and 23rd. Don can be found on 160 through 6 meters using CW, SSB, and the digital modes. QSL all call signs via his home call sign direct. A year-long special event will begin in Hungary on March 15th using the call sign HG200PS. Hams are marking the 200th birthday of Sandor Petofi, a revolutionary and celebrated poet. The station will be on the air until March 15, 2023. Be listening on all bands for operators using CW, SSB, and FT8. QSL via HA8RD, Club Log, or LOTW. Listen for Thierry, F6CUK, on the air as TM8C from the island of Bria between the 23rd and 30th of April. Listen for him on 40, 30, and 20 meters using CW, SSB, and FT8. QSL to his home call sign, direct, by the Bureau, and LOTW. Next up, we offer you a serenade that's also a CW serenade. Morse code enthusiasts have often likened the pattern of all those dits and daws to music. Now one ham in New Hampshire has taken things one step further. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, hits the final high notes this week with this story. Paul Castengay, KC1LBL, is a ham who not only composes messages when he's on the air, he can also compose a little music when he's off the air. It's basic music with these basic lyrics, quote, CQ, QRP, unquote. To get that message sent, he uses a special kind of keyer. It's not a bug, an iambic paddle, or a cootie. Well, actually, it's not a keyer at all. It's an accordion. Paul performs his one-minute song on the accordion to an appreciative audience of YouTube viewers. Fear not, music lovers. Even if you are completely CW-challenged or simply very QRS, this performance comes with its own automatic decoder. It has subtitles. You can watch his YouTube performance by using the link found in the text version of this week's newscast. He's not expecting any QSL cards. Just applause. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. With thanks to the ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, Facebook, the FCC, Ohio Penn DX, OZSodagroups.io, QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, Stephen Walters, G7VFY, YouTube, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, 
I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, in Shelbyville, Tennessee, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights reserved.